This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best podcasts to you. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Coaches Show. On this edition, Mike Rankin and Christine Manica are joined by head St. Xavier football coach Mike Feminis to get an inside scoop of the recent loss to number one overall, University of St. Francis of Indiana. Sophomore linebacker Josh Heidegger joins the show later on to add some laughs and help preview his team's homecoming matchup against Taylor University. Thanks for stopping in. Now, here is Mike Rankin and Christine Manica. Good afternoon and welcome into the Coaches Show. It's week five. I can't believe how fast the St. Savior football season is moving along already. We are joined by Coach Mike Feminist here. My name is Mike Rankin, Christine Manica, also alongside us here on WXAV. It's the first Coaches Show where coach that you're joining us after a, a defeat unfortunately we took the trip all the way out to university of st francis indiana and it was a number one team versus the number 11 team in the country and things didn't really go your way this week but i think i, I guess i want to start with um the injury report right because it was late in the ball game you know you guys competed in the second half to give yourselves a chance but pretty much when it was decided late in the fourth quarter we saw a few guys go down with injuries uh Rabando uh, we saw Sirocco take a pretty nasty hit and, and Josh Hediger as well could you just give us an update on how those guys are feeling sure uh Sirocco's fine he just got dinged and, and he'll, he'll be he's he's already back at practice he'll be fine to play uh Rabando will probably be a game day decision um he he, he had a pretty bad ankle sprain he got rolled um, but uh, that'll be a game day. You know, he, he may have to miss this week, but we'll know more on, on Saturday. He keeps getting treatment and doing all the things he needs to do to get ready. Uh, Josh, on the other hand, um, we initially thought that it, it was worse than it was, um, so that's the, the good news. The, the bad news is he's got, a, he's got a grade three MCL, which means he's going to be a, probably a three- to six-week injury. Uh, so... You know, for for us, that means obviously he's out this week. Uh, we fortunately got to buy next week, and then um, you know we won't have him for Trinity, but uh, you know probably a decent chance we can get him back for St. Ambrose here in a few weeks. You are talking about some positives that you can take away from the injuries, but what are some positives that you can take away from Saturday's defeat? Well, the one positive is I, I think when we went back and, and looked at the game. Uh, as a staff, uh, and even when the game was going on, um, they're really, really good. Uh, but I, I don't know if, ultimately, I don't know if they're better than us. Um, I, I think we gave them three gifts that, that I've never seen happen in, <laughs> in, yeah. in all my years mm-hmm. of football. Um, and it actually ends up being more than three gifts. It ends up being six gifts because you're talking about, you know, six points on safeties, but you're now you're tilting the field with the field position because you got to kick from the 20. So... Um, they're they're very talented. Their quarterback is is probably as good as we'll see all year. He's a senior. Uh, he's got great composure back there. He's he's accurate. Um, they're really good. But I didn't come away from there thinking that that the talent level was all that different. And and I think um, if you look at the second half, uh, we we certainly went toe to toe with them. Um, I, I think as bad as things were in the first half, we were sitting at thirty nine to seventeen and. If we go down and, and score in that first drive, it's a two-score game early in the third quarter, of which, you know, we got down to their 30, and we had a, there was a very questionable non-pass interference call. But there's nothing you can do about that. And uh, um, so the uh, what we're doing now is we're just we're washing that we're washing that one down the toilet and 
and getting ready for another game. Coach, I think that was a really good point that you made saying that after looking at the film, you didn't see really a major talent gap because Sean and I were on the call and we were really saying the same thing. You take away that 25-point swing to start the ball game. I mean, you guys were battling neck and neck. And, of course, things may have gone differently if, you know, the start didn't happen the way it did. But, I mean, talk about the overall experience of going to that environment against the number one team in the country, seeing your guys respond the way they did, I would say, after going down so early. Because I think that was what was most impressive to me is watching Alex Martinez and, and watching the defense give themselves a chance to compete, especially going into the to the end of the half. Specifically, you looked at it, Harold Davis had that big run right before halftime to set up a, a touchdown to make it a 22-point game before the half to at least give you a chance, right, sure. to have an opportunity to come back uh, in the third quarter. So I thought that was very admirable when you, when you looked at it. Well, I was most proud of the way we played uh, defensively in the, in the second half because in the first half, uh, you know, besides the, the obviously the situations we have with special teams, and, uh, and tilting the field over. Um, defensively, we had given up three third and longs and a fourth and long, um, you know, which those are, those are gut-wrenching when, when that happens, especially against a team like that. And, you know, when, when we, they score 37 points in, in one half or 39 points in one half, uh, our guys easily could have folded into the tents and, 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 put up, and they could have put up 75 or 80. But our defense dug in. Uh, they bowed their neck, and, and they didn't feel sorry for themselves, and they played one heck of a, a second half. And, and ultimately gave us a chance. You know, they gave us a chance to win. Now we got stalled uh, offensively. Um, you know, I think their their defense line, you know, put some pressure on Alex. Uh, and again, when you get a, end up getting a three or four score game, you know, teams end up you know able to tee off and, and making you one dimensional. But very proud of the way our defense played in the second half. Very proud of the, the that our guys our guys didn't give up. You know, and uh, from an experience standpoint, that was the one concern we had going into this game. As much as we talked about it with our guys, um, you know, that's an atmosphere that that, that most high school guys have not guys that are freshmen sophomores have not played in because we haven't played there in four years now. The coaches, most of us have been down there, and we've been playing there since '99. So we we know what it's like. Um, you know, we certainly tried telling our guys, but until you're in it, uh, you, you know, you don't know what you're getting into. And uh, um, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm certainly not gonna lie. I think it had an effect on on, on some of the play. But from an experience standpoint, um, certainly our plan is to go back there in, in November or December and play them again. And I'd love to have that opportunity. Um, but I, I think our guys will certainly be more ready at that point. Were you pleased with the way that Martinez performed, whether it be on the field or how he responded to that big crowd on Saturday? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't think Alex played his best game, but it, it certainly what the, the problems that we had offensively were, were not all his fault by any stretch of imagination. You know, um, a quarterback can only do so much. You know, you got, you got to have protection up front. He was pressured a lot. Um, you know, there were times where we, you know, they had guys covered. Uh, but uh, I thought Alex kept his composure the entire game, even though when there were there were frustrating moments, um, you know. So again, I four weeks later, I, I I think the same way as I did after week one. I think we have two great quarterbacks, and and I think we're gonna need both of them before the end of the year. And then you already kind of alluded to the fact that you were really happy with your team's motivation to keep going with the game. They just didn't give up. How does that make you feel as a coach? Oh, it makes me feel good, and, and, and it uh, you know it tells me that these guys are they're not going to quit. And um, you know I think in one sense, you know we might have had a, a false sense of security by the way, you know we had beaten our, our last two opponents. 
uh, who were you know who are not nearly as good as, as St. Francis, and then also the you know the win against Marion, which was which was huge. Sometimes you can get a little bit of a, a, fra- a false bravado, but um, you know they they punch us in the gut that first quarter, and and again it could have. I know how St. Francis Indiana is; they're no different than us. If we see a team down, we're we're going for the jugular, and. Um, St. Francis certainly did that. We, we absolutely could have folded our tents, and it could have been an 80-10 to 10 game, and, and that didn't happen. We, we still, up until the fourth quarter, gave, us our, gave ourselves a chance uh, uh, to compete win the football game. I, be, I remember on our first coach's show, uh, and we're joined by head coach Mike Femme of the St. Xavier Cougars football program, and, and we talked about it on the first week of the show, and you said that this team is really special. You have something with this team, and we spoke with Abdul Mahdi and, and Joe Bailey last week as well, and he said it's a different feel going into spring this year and going into camp, and guys are getting along, and there's just a different atmosphere around the locker room, a positive atmosphere that they want to say. Uh, do you kind of get that same feel when you're around these kids each week? I, I do. I, I think they're a very close-knit group. Um, I, I, I think it shows on the field. I think it shows in practice the way they compete against each other. I love the way they compete against each other in, in practice, and yet at the at the end, you know, we're, we're one team. And um, I, I like the way, again, the way we – I didn't like the way we started the game, but I liked the way we finished the game, and and um, I liked what I've seen in the first two days at our at our team meeting on Monday, at our practice yesterday. Um, you know, these guys care, and and I think they they know that they can be really really good. I think they know that um, if we get ourselves straightened out, if we if we fix our mistakes, there's no reason why we can't run the table and, and make a deep run in the playoffs, and and I think they believe that. And what was also interesting, Coach, that you mentioned, I want to go back to what you were saying about the defensive size, some in particular individuals standing out, at least to me from the press box uh, watching the game and calling it last weekend, was uh, Kevin Block, the freshman. I mean, he was all over the field, and he got an opportunity to step in at cornerback a little bit. Uh, He made a nice interception on the play, and and really the defense was doing its job up front as well, you know, doing their best to keep their team in the ball game. But a guy like – uh, Kevin Block in particular, who you were saying high praise of early before he was you know, healthy enough to play, as well as uh, Tianta McDaniel. I mean, that secondary, I think there are a lot of guys there who have unique qualities to be uh, able to grow throughout there because they are young, but they have an opportunity now to get some playing time and really become something special back there. Well, I think I counted, I think we had 14 or 15 guys that were either freshmen or sophomores playing in that game. Um, and certainly the two of the, that you mentioned are they're already outstanding players but uh, you know Tiante and, and Kevin those are big time recruits for us you know we, we had to compete with some legitimate D2s and, and even some FCS schools uh, for those guys so um, we they, they hopefully what you saw is, is accurate because we think they're awfully good we expect them to be awfully good and, and they have been so far and obviously you know Kevin's only played really one full game uh, but he's got an outstanding career ahead of him, and 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 Tiante just, you know, we we give um, we give weekly awards uh, every 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 week after our games, and and one of them is a crunch bar. You know, if you have a big hit in a game, and I think Tiante's gotten at least a crunch bar in every single game. He, he, there, there's not a lot to him. I think he weighs maybe 175 pounds, soaking wet, but he's he uh, he'll deliver a blow, and he, he's, he's certainly not afraid to to play physical. Uh, I think another kid that played out outstanding in the game Saturday, and he's been he's been great all year, is Jeff Cesario on, on our defensive line. You know, we rotate eight or nine guys in there, and and uh, to keep them fresh, and they're all they're all really really good. Uh, I, I think Jeff has been exceptional um, inside for the first for the first few games, and and uh, I thought he was the one D, D lineman that really stood out on Saturday. 
This has still been a great season overall, despite the loss on Saturday. How do you keep your team motivated to keep going to the next game after a loss? Well, I think a game like that, it, it humbles you a little bit from the standpoint of, you know, we went in as, as a very confident team. Um, uh, I, I really believe that, that our guys thought going in that they were absolutely going to win the football game. Uh, they were playing very confident after, after you know, three, three good wins, uh, one certainly against a great team in Marion, and I think they were playing a lot of confidence. Now, uh, again, there, there is a difference, though, in, when you're a freshman or sophomore and you're a junior or senior. You know, you could feel confident, and then, but when you're going to an atmosphere that you haven't been in before and going up against a team like that, things could change. But um, I, I, I think our guys are playing very confident. I think they, they know what's potentially ahead of them. You know, if they just – we don't have to do anything extraordinary. You know, we're, we're, I think from here on out, um, I, I don't think – we're not going to play a team that's better than St. Francis, Indiana, or, or Marion. So, um, to me, it's all about us. It's about, all, it's about our preparation during the week. It's about our work in the weight rooms, but our work in practice and playing the way we're capable of playing. And, and if we do that, um, I should be sitting here five or six weeks from now, you know, talking about a, a 9-1 record and, and heading into the playoffs. You spoke about a lot, of, a lot of good things related to that game that ended up being in a defeat. And, I mean, there are a few takeaways that you can, you can have from, from a loss against especially a team of St. Francis's nature. But one of those things as well is that they're a non-conference opponent, so not necessarily a major deal when it comes to the overall record. Of course, you don't want to lose a game, but I guess when you're playing a team like that and you've had such success to this point of the season, you can go back on the film and kind of look at some of the deficiencies that you can kind of, you know, figure out from there. Is that is that one of the things that, you know, as a coaching staff, you want to stress to the players is that, hey, we have holes and we can fix them? There's no question about it. That's 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 all it is. It's, it's guys, you know what, we lost a football game. We lost a football game to a really good team. We probably didn't make any more mistakes than we made in the, the two previous games against Missouri Baptist and with Belleville. But when you when you play a team of that caliber, you know those mistakes get exposed. And um, so our guys know that you know we're certainly not a perfect team by any stretch. Uh, we have to play well to win. Uh, but I think they saw on Saturday what it's going to take. If we're going to talk about you know making the playoffs and, and playing for a national championship. Uh, I think they realize now the level that they got to get to, and, um, and again, it's just it's a matter of getting better every week. We're looking ahead now. It's homecoming weekend, so that's always a good feeling to have around campus. Uh, with Taylor University, you've had huge success with them since 2007. How do you expect to continue that success on Saturday? Well, I think it's like I said. I think it's all about us. Um, I think the guys are eager to get back on on the field and, and play a game. You know, uh, I think last week's game left a a bad taste in their mouths, but you know Taylor's a Taylor's a solid team. They're they're two and one coming in. Um, they're they're not overly athletic or, or talented. Uh, you, you know they they are absolutely better than uh, Missouri Baptist or Lindenwood Belleville. Uh, they they are not at the talent level of, of a Marion or St. Francis, Indiana. But uh, I, I told our players they they've got they've got plenty of good players, and they've got they've got plenty of guys that are that are capable of beating us um, if we don't if we don't come out and, and play well. I think they're a solid team, and, and I think we're going to have to play well to win. And I think, that's, I think that's motivation enough for our guys. Last one for me, Coach, and then we'll let you go. We do appreciate your time. So what is the message you're talking to them throughout practice? Are, are you upping the ante here, understanding that you're playing at home now after a loss, or is it just kind of the same script as usual? Well, I, I don't know if it's the same script as usual because it's, it's the first week we've had after, after a loss, you know, so – 
um, we certainly want them to, to maintain their, their focus and, and attention to detail. And, um, you know, if I, if, I, if I think we're slipping in practice or I think there's any at any time that, um, you know, our heads aren't where they're supposed to be, then, you know, then you got to crack the whip a little bit. But um, I liked what I saw yesterday so far, and, and um, I, I think the guys understand what's at stake. And I, and I think, you know, they understand that they, they have to play well to, to win. You know, we can't just show up and, you know, and, and put our helmets out there and, and get an automatic W. And, and like I said, I think uh, I could probably say the same thing for Taylor as every team that we're, we're going to play from here on out. You know, um, I, I don't think there's a Marion or St. Francis, but there's some good teams. And I think Taylor's one of them, and, and I, think, I think we'll have a challenge on our hands Saturday. I'm going to wrap it up. This is kind of a fun question. What does homecoming mean to you? Um, I, I love it because um, I get to see so many of our so many of our guys come back, you know, that day, and uh, uh, I feel like we've got a we've got a very special group of alums that I don't think you see at, at this level. Um, our guys they give back um, it's just unbelievably, and for for a program as young as ours, it's only twenty five years old, and for what those guys have done for this university. You know, as far as what they've given back, um, whether it's financially or guys in trades and, and doing stuff for us, I don't think you see that uh, at the small college level. It's a, it's a really tight-knit group of guys. That's a very close-knit group of guys. And um, so so to see them and then uh, what's, what's great is now, you know, a lot of these guys now are they're married and they got families and all that and they bring their kids out. And um, I just I just love, love seeing them guys. Head coach Mike Feminist joining us here on week five of the Coaches Show. As always, Coach, we appreciate it. Thank you. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll speak to a player, so stay tuned right here to WXAV 83 FM Chicago. got done having a conversation with Mike Feminist, the head coach of St. Xavier Football, Christine Manica. My name is Mike Rank alongside you, and we are pleased to be joined by linebacker Josh Hedegar. Josh, first of all, welcome in. Thank you for taking the time. And uh, we saw you get hurt on Saturday. How's that, how's that knee? How, how are you feeling? It's not too bad. Um, like I said, it's, uh, it's just how football is, you know, one slight tweak of anything and you could be out. But uh, I got news, and it was good, so I won't be off the field for too long. So it's, it's related to uh, an MCL I'm hearing? Is that, is that what yeah, it, that's it's what an Coach MCL sprain. So best-case scenario, I'm looking at two weeks, and worst case, it's six weeks. So right, hopefully well, I'll be on right, We're hoping you're back on the field because you're part of this linebacker crew that's probably one of the most athletic that I've seen in the NAIA this year uh, with, with Sirocco and Salazar and yourself. What's it like working with those two in, in, in practice and throughout the week? It's fun. I mean, all three of us are really high energy guys, so you know we're we're kind of bringing the juice to the defense. Everyone's kind of flying around out there, and it just carries over to our defensive backs and our defensive line. So, you know, Danny's young. Yeah, I mean, I'm young too, but Danny's younger than I am. So, and he's he came right in, and he you know he plays like a senior. Like he, there's no drop off with him. And then Omar's been doing it for two years, and he's a stud. He flies around the field. So all of us together, we're we're very similar people. We're all a little, you know, crazy per se on the field, and we carry that energy, and it just, I believe, helps the overall team. We were talking with uh, 
Abdul Mahdi and Joe Bailey last week, and they said that they that there's something different about this team than any other teams in the past. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, when I came in here, it was kind of, um, you know, like an unfocused like energy. Like it was kind of like people were just here, and you know, after last season, like that was that was sad. Like going five and six, that was a wake up call to everyone, from the coaches to the players. And you know, we're like we're not doing this again. Like we're we're a good team. We have good players. We're we're cutting everything else out like all the you know distractions and throughout all of uh winter conditioning we worked hard like probably harder than they've worked here and you know everyone was focused everyone was you know focused on perfecting their craft and getting better and we were high energy all throughout winter and spring and so far it's carried out during the season I mean not the first half of this game but you know we've shown positive signs and it's definitely a different feel around the locker room and on the field so you had to bring it up. You had to bring up uh, last Saturday and <laughs> that, that defeat. It was a 48-23 affair, and, you know, it was a 25-point difference, but you guys got down early 25 nothing, and, you know, you guys battled. You guys were in the game for the most part, and you gave yourselves a chance going into the second half. And, all right, I guess there's a couple questions for you here, so just bear <laughs> with me. In the locker room, right, in the defensive group, what were you guys saying to each other to make sure that you guys were still in this ball game and when it was eventually too late to come back, right? It was almost impossible to come back. How would you say the effort level was from your group and the way they responded? I don't think, I mean, we made sure to preach like not to get down on themselves. I mean, I was on the sideline in the fourth quarter, like before I went down saying we were still going to win this game. No one ever got down. No one ever pointed fingers. And, you know, last year we had that problem a couple times where people started pointing fingers, but you know, no matter what went wrong, who made the mistake on what play, no one blamed them. Everyone picked each other up, and we were all on the like the sideline. You would have thought we were winning. No one was, no one was, you know, hanging their head. No one was moping or anything like that. Everyone was like, "All right, who's going to make the play to get us back in this game?" So, we really preached. You know, we're not out of it. We played the worst possible first quarter we could have played, and we're only losing. You know what? Whatever it was, by at three half. scores. Yeah. yeah, by three scores. So we we're like, all right, you know, we play our brand of football, and we kind of sort of got around to it but we never fully got there but you know I'm proud of everyone on the team and everyone keeping their heads up high and no one pointing fingers what's something that you can take away from the game on Saturday that we're right up there with the with the the best team in the country last year we we couldn't say that like our losses were close but you know we just we weren't there and you know we went out there and you've seen in the second half I believe it was nine to six um we we can compete with anyone and you know we we had a good week of practice like I said we came out flat but you know we we play our brand of football and we could be the best team in the country I believe it I mean we saw you guys the first three weeks of the season I mean you've sold me completely when you when you defeated Marion in, in week one 32-27 that was probably the most fun that I've had here at St. Xavier I've been doing this for quite a while not to age myself out a little <laughs> bit but you're a sophomore so you're still kind of young and fresh to this program and this is your first year transitioning to linebacker right for this system because as a freshman out of Richards High School you came in and played at defensive end and now Coach Fem has the confidence in you to give you a linebacking position. How have you adjusted to that spot, and how do you think you're performing? You know, I kind of last year I I played DN, but I played differently than the other defensive linemen. Like I fly to the football no matter where I'm at, so I wouldn't really call it an adjustment. I'm playing the same way. I'm just I got a nose for the football, and I love you know just attacking. So I'm I'm keeping that mindset. Uh, there's a lot more, you know brain that comes into play at linebacker even though people don't think so you have to know the plays you have to call the defense you know shift whatnot but 
it's been a pretty smooth adjustment and having Omar beside me who's done it before and Danny who has a good mind as well you know it, it hasn't been tough and it's just it's it's been pretty smooth is what I would say so how about for you as a student? So I want to kind of take the mind off of football a little bit. And we're going to preview the Taylor game, don't you worry, the homecoming. Because <laughs> we're looking forward to that. Homecoming is always a good time. But you're a criminal justice major, unless you're going to change your major, as this, you know, as, as young students here at St. Xavier typically do. Well, what made you get into that line? Well, I actually did change it. I'm a criminal justice and political science uh-huh. major now. Uh-huh. So nice. I'm doing the double because I – kind of want to become an attorney so I don't know what brand of like law I want to study yet but so far you know the plan is to get those two degrees and then go on to law school so that that's always interested me since I was a kid and that's kind of the path I'm pursuing so life after football yes I think it's kind of funny how you said I kind of want to be an attorney it's like that's really a selling point there (laughs) if you want to win a case for sure um, I'm gonna go off a little bit what Mike is kind of alluding to how did you start uh, playing football uh, I started young. I was, um, I, that was, I have three older brothers, so my dad was always the coach, and those three were in it way before I was because I'm the youngest, and I think I was three years old when I started, you know, playing catch and going out to the practices and starting to practice with my brothers. So when it was the five- and six-year-old league, I was playing in there at four, and I just fell in love with the game then and, you know, still love the game now. Do you play any other sports? Yeah, the, my whole life. So from the same age, I wrestled and played baseball. So okay. I was three sports. I was always busy. My so physical sure. athlete as well. I mean, baseball not so much, but wrestling. Like, yeah, wrestling and football. And then you gotta have a lot of coordination, right, to play baseball. So I guess that kind of fits the role. So yeah, yeah, we're happy to have you here. This is uh, Justin Hedegar of the St. Xavier Cougars. Or I'm sorry, Josh Hedegar. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Justin Hunterford. Josh Hedegar of the St. Xavier Defensive Middle Linebacking Corps. And uh, I mentioned Justin Hunterford mistakenly, so I'm just going to run with it. You have two quarterbacks. So this is a situation, I'm not going to ask you to name a star because we're not going to get you in trouble here. But, I mean, it's it's interesting even for all of us watching these two compete. What have you guys seen in, in the defensive side of the ball working with them in practice uh, in their each individual skill set? Uh, it's fun because, you know, we get – when we go head-to-head, you know, SXU offense versus SXU defense, we get uh, outstanding look from both of them. I mean, both of them are top-tier quarterbacks. You put them at any other team in the conference and they're starting. So it's um, it's definitely fun to be able to go against Justin, who can move a little better than Alex. He's probably going to get mad I said that. <laughs> and then uh, to go against Alex, they both can throw the ball well. They both can read us well. So if you're if you're not playing your top game, they're going to take advantage of it. And, uh, you know, whichever one is at the helm on any given game, we're confident in. You know, both of them could play. We believe in both of them fully. I think they both played two great games so far. You know, Saturday didn't go our way, but Alex, it's nothing Alex did. Alex had a great game. And uh, whichever route the coaches choose to go, you know, we're going to be confident in and we're going to be cheering on the other one to keep his head up. Do you kind of see both of them playing off each other during practice, like they're feeding off of each other's energy? Yeah, there's there's no well there is competition between the two, but it's not like a it's not a bad competition. They, you know, they cheer each other on like Alex will make a good throw and you'll see Justin right behind him like, "Hey, that's a good read." So it's it's definitely a healthy competition and they're making each other better and, you know, they're doing it for the good of the team, so, you know, it's outstanding of both of them. So looking ahead to Taylor University for homecoming, I know you've only experienced one here at St. Xavier, but, you know, throughout Richards, of course, homecoming week's always a big deal. 
All right, what are you looking forward to most this Saturday? Because we know Coach Fem was mentioning uh, all, all the alumni coming out and really showcasing their pride. Is that something that you can look forward to? Yeah, definitely, because, you know, last year, I mean, like I said, the when the alums came back, they seen a product that wasn't, you know, what St. Xavier football is. So, you know, we, we definitely switched the atmosphere around, and it's going to be nice to have the alums come back and, you know, make up for last year and show them, you know, everyone flying around, everyone playing great football, like Coach Fem coaches us to do and what this program is built of. How about the atmosphere here at St. Xavier? Small school, NAI, but it kind of feels like, you know, you're playing for a larger university with the kind of pull that you get and the support that you get around the area. How is that for you? Yeah, it's a, a, the atmosphere is great. You know, you want it, you want it you know, feel like you're not playing for one of those big schools, and especially homecoming. I remember last year I pulled into the parking lot to go to meetings at, like, I forget, I think it was a 1 o'clock game, so, like, 10 in the morning or 9 in the morning, and there was people out tailgating already. The parking lot was full that day specifically, and, you know, it was just a really fun atmosphere to play in, and I'm looking forward to it this year. What made you decide to come to St. Xavier? Um, so I went on some visits to bigger schools like Illinois State and South Dakota State and whatnot, and, you know, I felt like I was kind of just like a piece to whereas I was like, all right, I, you know, it just didn't feel right almost. And then I, I went on a trip here and, you know, Mike Feminist was, he, he was probably one of the main factors, you know, he was a coach I wanted to play for. And that's not a knock on any other, other coaches I went to, you know, visit for, but he was just a, a great guy. He was, he he didn't try to sell you anything it wasn't like he he told it straight up he said listen I'm, I want you to play for like a national championship and he was just no there was like no fooling around it was just straight to the point and that's what I really liked about him and you know the academics here are outstanding and both of those were probably the two biggest factors that played into my decision coming here Josh Hediger joining us here on <laughs> WXAV. What's it like playing for Coach Feminist I mean he's an intense guy he's been around the block for coming up to 20 years now yeah, no, it's 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 awesome. I had a great coach in high school that I was able to pay, play for, and, you know, I'm glad that I'm able to play for a great coach again. He's really high energy, so, you know, if you're out there messing around, he won't be afraid to get in your face and scream at you. But at the same time, if you make a great play, he'll be the one celebrating with you. So it's nice having a coach like that where you could feed off of, and he's not just sitting there, you know, giving orders. Like, he's out there with us. He's, you know, keeping everyone up, bringing the energy, and, it's just a, it's a great experience to be able to play for him. So do you have any routines? And we're going to let you go after this question. Any any rituals, superstitions? We like to ask this to the players. I know uh, <laughs> Abdul Mahdi and Joel Bailey have their own thing because they're kickers, you know what I'm saying? But for you as a linebacker, what, what, do, you, what do you do to get ready for a ball game? I, I kind of keep it relaxed. I mean, I, I listen to, like, light music, like country music and whatnot, like stuff that's just going to keep me, like, mellow throughout the day. And then right before game time, I flip the switch and I'm, like, guys will tell you in the locker room, like, then I become nuts, like, 30 minutes before <laughs> game time, and I'm ready to go out, you know, I'm heading lockers and whatnot. And uh, so there's no specific game plan. I would just say to keep it cool throughout the day, level-headed, watch film, get the last, like, study pointers in, and then once it's once it's 30 minutes to kick off, I become a different person. 
I'm kind of curious. What country music do you listen to? Because you're I'm probably a, the first football yeah. player that says, I listen to country music. I'm a big uh, Carrie Underwood guy. There you, you, know? go. There the, you go. I'm into the softer country. So. Oh, boy. You wouldn't oh, expect boy. it, but. Love it. Josh Hager join us here on the Coaches Show. Week five, we're getting set for Taylor University this Saturday, 1 p.m., Broussard Deaton Memorial Field. Josh, thank you for your time. Thank you. We're looking forward to it. We're going to take a final time out. When we come back, we'll recap the show and wrap things up. This is the Coaches Show on WXAV. Welcome back to the Coaches Show, Week Five Edition. We are wrapping things up here on 88.3 FM WXAV. Christine Manica, I am Mike Rankin, and well, that was a fun show, Christine. Usually, we're starting to say that more often. I know. Last week was even fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed having it too. Maddie and Bailey here, now having Josh here, or Justin, no, no, as you like to call. No, no, his name was Josh. His name was Josh. <laughs> yeah, that's my fault. And I was thinking of Justin Hunterford, and there's another Justin on the team, but I'm not going to go through the list here. But yeah, we we were, you know, it's it's great because we're able to do this show and guys are so willing to participate. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most difficult things when you want to kind of get the, the, the promotion out there a little bit. You know, we want to publicize this St. Xavier football team because they're very talented. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting to have a team like this on campus where you can follow and really buy into because I'm buying into this team. Exactly. And it doesn't help to have Femme, you know, support the guys saying, hey, like, you want to get yourselves out there. We want to promote this team because we're going to do it this year in some way and form. And it was cool that we heard um, Josh mention a little bit about Coach Feminist's mm-hmm. personality because, you know, you, you get them behind the microphone and you you don't really see him on the sideline unless you're coming to the games and watching him the entire night I mean we can see him sometimes mm-hmm. he's up there and he's yelling he's screaming but he's also a really emotional guy and you can tell he's very genuine in, in what he does and it's really cool that he wants to be a part of this and he's able to join us so we're happy to have him uh, we're happy that you're listening we're also happy to say that the Cougars are three and one unfortunately losers last week to the number one team in the country, University of St. Francis of Indiana. But they have an opportunity, Christine, when you look at the schedule, to win out. Mm-hmm. This could be an impressive season. Hey, Ten and I'm one is pretty on darn the edge good. of my seat. Nine and one, I should mm-hmm. say. I'm on the edge of my seat, Mike. Just I'm I'm itching for it, you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. especially with Taylor coming up this week mm-hmm. and for homecoming. They've beaten Taylor with big numbers since 2007, which I hope I can see those big numbers again this weekend. Yeah, and you know what? You, another thing, too, that Coach Feminist mentioned is, is that, you know, they weren't out of the ballgame on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They definitely I mean, weren't. The way they competed, at least, the talent gap wasn't there. So that just, you know, maybe the 25-point deficit or ultimate defeat is kind of misleading when you look at the grand scheme of things. But, I mean, this team is – I think this team's going to hang around throughout the NAI all season long. They're ranked 13th now after, you know, dropping that game last Saturday. But I don't I don't know if i take much stock into that number. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. I think, it, like what Coach Prem said, it was the atmosphere that probably got them a little bit. At least and in you the know beginning, what? yeah. Yeah, and, it, you know, it is a different atmosphere out there. And plus, it was also their homecoming game yep. last weekend. So that could have been another factor – in it as well so i mean everyone gets cold feet once in a while right everyone gets nervous and that could have happened with the guys last weekend and like you are saying i don't expect that to happen at all this game no and i don't think uh we'll see any of that again the rest of the season Mm -hmm. to be quite honest because i think they can learn from this experience and i think they'll be ready to well they're not going to face like coach fem says another team like saint francis until maybe the playoffs but you know in the grand scheme i think this team can do a lot of damage and, and when you look back at this entire season to this point i mean they're playing 
well on all cylinders. Going back to last Saturday, really, they they did that. They were playing mm-hmm. well on all cylinders. The defense was giving the offense an opportunity, especially in the second half, to put some points on the board. It was just that 25-point deficit to start the ball game. That was it. I mean, you talked about it. The first six drives for St. Francis ended in touchdowns. And when you're giving up two safeties back-to-back you know, on snaps going over the punter's head in the end zone and then ultimately resulting in touchdowns the other way, I mean, it's very hard to overcome, especially on the road. But, you know, Coach Femme had a lot of good value to mm-hmm. share with us. Hedegar, I thought, was great. It was good news to hear that Hedegar's knee very injury news, yes. wasn't serious. He will he should be back hopefully in three to six weeks, barring any setbacks. And it was also good news to hear that Rabondo and Sirocco were also healthy coming out of the game yesterday, last week, I should say, because that's the most important thing, coming away mm-hmm. healthy in a game that's, that's that big of a, of a deficit. Here's something else that you can take away from probably last week's game. You got the big schools out of the way in the beginning, and they have a bye week after this. So they have a whole week just to prep for the rest of the season, and that is very beneficial for them because, one, they don't have to worry about Marion or St. Francis anymore. All they have to do is focus on the rest of the regular season and hopefully take this game to the postseason. Well said. Christine, I'll talk to you on Saturday. Yes. You get me back instead of Sean. Oh, instead of Sean, that's right. Hey, Sean Anderson did a great job last he Saturday, did. but he did. He, he's no Christine Manica, I'll tell you that. Aww. This Saturday, at 1 p.m. pregame will most likely start around 12:45 p.m. So hope you're there with us. If you're not at the field, check out wxav.com or 88.3 FM Chicago if you're in the area. Christine, any final thoughts before we send it off for Week Five of the Coaches Show? It should be a good homecoming. Go Cougars! Homecoming is always a good time. For Christine Manica, my name is Mike Rankin. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. We talked to Coach Fem and Josh Hedegar, the linebacker for the St. Xavier Cougars. Until Saturday, we will talk to you next time. Thank you very much for listening to this WXAV 88.3 FM podcast. Be sure to visit our website, wxav.com, for more information on your escape from Ordinary Radio.